episode 17 of the Oda Fest podcast. I'm Angelo, and I have Nancy and Jay with me here today. What's up? I've never been here before. Oh, That's oh a goddamn lie. That or Jay has suddenly come under a random bout of, what's that word, amnesia? The fact that you forgot that word is perfect. I almost said assault. Blah, 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 blah. I almost said aesthetic, which would have been even funnier. A sudden case of aesthetic. aesthetic? Uh, right. Style. That's baby. the most beautiful J I've ever seen. Living his best life. That's not a J that I know. <laughs> no. Well, Odafest 2022. Early bird tickets are now available. Head to odafest.com for all of the details. And. Artist Alley and vendors' applications are open. Get those submissions in. in. And a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 will be a two day event rather than our traditional three day event. And keeping the interests of everyone's health in mind, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. Yeah, because reasons. Such as, we want everyone to be healthy. Yes. Yes, we do. Don't come if you're not healthy. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. I'm sorry. I know that you've worked on your cosplay for months. I know that you were super, super looking forward to it. I know you wanted to blow some money at that vendor's alley. But when you went out of the grocery store the week before and you were picking through the oranges, you forgot that other people were picking through the oranges, too. Or you were breathing the same air as another person picking oranges. Some of them were picking the oranges, some of them were picking their nose. Exactly. Some of them were picking their nose and the How oranges. How are people picking their noses with masks on? They're not wearing them properly? That's Okay, yeah, that's that pretty is sane. actually a fact. So, that is a fact of life. I want to see you there, but I only want to see you if you're healthy. Maybe I yes. won't be there. Yes. Maybe I won't be healthy. And then I'll have to it make is, that decision. It is entirely possible that mm -hmm. any of us could be missing next year because we're just not feeling up Just missing. Not, I didn't go because I was just missing. <laughs> just missing. People will be running around. Where's Jay? Where's Nancy? They're we gone. need them. Where's that tall guy, Angela? We need him too. He's got long arms. Actually, that's a lie. They won't need us. There's contingency plans. Yeah, there's always contingency plans. That's true. Yes. But those contingency yes. plans work best when everybody is healthy. So stay healthy. Uh, once I was talking about Bayfar, about like what kind of contingency plans exist, uh -huh. and uh, some of the things that are actually planned for just seem like so outlandish, and it's like, wait, do you guys have a plan for for that happening? He's like, we might as well, absolutely. Like, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. It's best if it doesn't happen. That's how everything works. But, you know, if it does, we'll have an idea of what to do. I feel like I can actually hear Bayfar say that. We may as well, just in that way that he would say it's it. It's standard practice. Even your own workplace has a bunch of ERPs that seem weird. Oh, yeah. Now I want to go digging through them just to see. And I have an excuse. I can tell them I'm new and I'm curious. Very fair. Mm -hmm. Very fair. My workplace also has a ton of these sort of procedures, which is... I bet. But to be fair, you expect it from, a, from like a, a multi-billion dollar company. 
as opposed to like uh, an anime convention. A $5 company. But you know, you know, if I really wanted to review it, I would have so much time over the holidays to do it. And will you have time over the holidays to do it? Yes, nothing happens over the holidays. Like this this year, uh, the way my work schedule works, it's it, it's just sometimes I'll be working the holidays, sometimes I don't. We're never closed during the holidays. And this year, I'm working on my birthday. I'm working on Christmas. Wow. I'm working on New Year's Eve. That's a triple I'm working whammy. on New Year's Day. You're making the sweet Christmas dosh. That's a Wait, you're working New yeah. Year's Day. But, but that's like quadruple yes. whammy. What about I told you this. Duck is going to be a speed run for me. Holy oh, shit. yeah, that's right. Well, we're starting early yes. enough. You'll be fine. Yeah, here's hoping I can make a duck this I year. I have like an hour and a half worth of duck to shove in my face before I swing around the corner over to work. Nancy, in all fairness. Is it going to be enough for you to get me Nancy, I, it, I do not want you making the duck. I'm not going to make the duck. That's what you said. Don't duck the duck. I she said, said make I, it to duck. No. We can rewind. It says make duck. Make it to duck. No. That's what the restaurant is for. Yes. And we will pay them very good money to give us all the duck. Eh, I would say good money. I mean, I plan on tipping. <laughs> very well. good money? My money is like as good as anybody else's, but I wouldn't say it's excellent money. <laughs> I only carry the finest quality, the toppest tier. The purest copper. The absolute, absolute most mediocre of 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 money no really because i have I the only toughest tier of electronic money pure copper i don't you have litecoin no pure copper just copper. no you have dogecoin <laughs> i understand that nobody's got ethereum in this group hell no no i don't either i, I, I actually, actually stay have away from no crypto. crypto holdings i have zero in crypto let's let's talk about what we did instead of because we couldn't celebrate on angelo's actual birthday so since I couldn't actually do anything on my birthday because I'm working that night, I decided that I would have a, a Twitch stream. I've heard on, of Twitch. On the Sunday the 19th. A great day for it. A great day for it. Yes. And I went 12 hours. Oh, lot. 12 hours from noon to midnight. How are you feeling and, uh, after 12 hours of streaming? I mean, it was like a work day. Oh, God. All, all my work shifts are 12-hour shifts. But it probably didn't feel like work, right? Oh, no, not at all. It was actually much more active. Much more it involved. was much more miserable. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Not going to lie, I had, I had more to do during my stream than an average day at work. Mm. Sounds uh, right. But, but it was really fun. I got to review what I'd done over the last year of streaming. Uh, different art that I've made that I've received. Aww. Uh, different games that I made on stream, things like that, different milestones that we reached. Then we played a ton of Minecraft. Jay was there. I had some friends from Germany there. Uh, It was was amazing. It was really great. And then I I did a whole bunch of more drawing. I did like a a Padoru art giveaway, that little Nero Santa meme that has existed for the last few years and is wonderful and adorable and I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I, I got a ton of friends together, a ton of VTuber friends, a ton of pixel art friends. I also got Jay there. And it was just a ton of of uh, of, of garlic phone. And oh my god. Like 
There's so many cute drawings. Cardic phone is always so much fun. I get the la- the but one like of the last get, suggestions. Like, your art friends in on it. One of the last suggestions I gave was um your avatar, but with the banana horns. So cute. That one was amazing. So cute, and it stayed consistent the whole time. Yeah. It was great. And then Minecraft was great because there was just there was some chaos involved. And then the most chaotic <laughs> thing happened during Minecraft. And that was so the the last time I played Minecraft was about a year ago. Because that's the kind of game Minecraft is. You pick it up, you play it for like 2 months and then you drop it for a year. Uh, a year ago they Microsoft was like we're going to add bees. And I was like, look at those bees. They're adorable. And so I spun (laughs) up a server, and I waited for the bees, and they never came. Uh, I I lost interest before the bees happened. I I actually ended up farming turtles instead. Uh, And then so I mentioned this just casually offhand. And my German friend and their friend, they go and find a bee. They make a hive gather some flowers, mm-hmm. put it beside the, the little onsen house that I made. And so I log back in after after Gardic Phone for like the last hour and a half of the stream. And I stand here and there's a little sign. It's like, hey, we got you a bee for your birthday. And I was like, oh my God. And then it popped out of the thing. And I was like, oh my God, it's a bee. It's buzzing. And then I hear in this buzzy filtered voice, hello. And I'm like, what, what, what? And it's like, hello, how are you doing? Can you hear me? And I'm like, the bees in Minecraft talk? This is amazing. I, of course, obvious, because to be fair, I was at this point six beers in for the night. Oh. So I, I legitimately believed this bee was talking to me. Oh, dear. But it was just Jay trying to get in touch with me over Discord, and he didn't realize he had a voice filter. Oh, my God. It was perfect timing. That is The timing was absurd. Yeah, we clipped it. It exists, but it's just, I did not know. Like, I I knew that he found a bee. He was talking about a bee, but, like, I'm half a map away doing my own thing, and I was just setting up my, because this is right after Gardic Phone. So we got back into it, and I have a different setup for when I'm not doing Gardic Phone because I draw on my uh, tablet and stuff. So I was switching hardware around, and then... You know, I reconnected my microphone to Discord and everything like that. And that's why I was doing the mic test at that time. But I did hear him talking about bees, but it's not like I could have timed exactly what happened. It was chef's kiss. It was chef's kiss. So perfect. Angelo, like, lost his mind. <laughs> oh, my He's God. Like, well, I, I had already, between Gardic Phone, I was laughing like a goddamn Oh, yeah. I, I was, for, like, my, three hours straight. My Like, my abdomen wow. was hurting from the laughter because wow that's a good laugh if it hurts your abdomen oh yeah oh yeah it hurts good ab oh yeah like dummy but yeah gardic phone does that especially when you have like you know when you're playing a creative game or collaborative game collaborative game and uh intra game memes happen like someone says something just offhand at the beginning of it and someone rolls with that in the middle of the the game and then everybody latches onto it. That is the kind of game that that Gardic Phone really creates. The kind of gameplay that it uh, that's just, why it's so popular. That's like it's a meme meta. game. 
it, it creates memes it that creates last for the evening. Memes. Sort of. And it just becomes this unending source. It's of just humor. lots of as lots of inside as people jokes. Are able to draw. Lots of inside jokes. Yeah. And I I would argue that you don't need to know how to draw because it Oh, you don't. If you know how to draw, sometimes it gets in your way. You need to know how to draw. It's not that you need to draw good. Yeah. It's just that you need to have the energy to actually be drawn. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. I will say that Gardic takes work. It drains your mana. Your creative energy, your your creative juices are slowly drained. Angela, you had like 12 or 14 people, which is a lot. Oh, yeah. And that means the round includes at least seven drawings, if not more. So it can get it can get a lot of work in there. But some people are better at it. I need more practice. Because I was feeling a little bit tired of like, not like drawing necessarily. Like I was happy to draw, but like there's just you it's have to pump out you have to pump out hard. a lot of content like in a short amount of time. Is basically oh what yeah, it but uh yeah, very fun, very fun. I have to imagine that's kind of like what the Odafest sketch drive sometimes turns into for those guys. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. And like the harder part about that is like maybe it's harder or maybe it's better, but like. Because for Sketch Drive, they just can switch um, between subjects. So there's no th- continuing thread of like what you're going to draw next. So that could be a refreshing thing. That could be a challenging thing. Because you can't build off of what you just made for the pri- prior customer. True. That's true. Yeah. But mm, either way, good times. Much fun. It was a fantastic stream. We should do it again. And now, once again, I have my, my Minecraft server, and it worked perfectly. I think we only ever had four people connected to it last night. Yeah. But it worked flawlessly. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that. You should be. Yeah. Well, I still can't this? believe how expensive Minecraft is to buy a license for. And is it just what, 40 bucks Canadian? It doesn't Something go like on s- 35 It doesn't go on sale. And it it doesn't, I don't think cheaper. it goes on sale. I'm going to actually Google does minecraft go on sale does minecraft ever go on sale the last sale was years ago many uh, was it actually was it as many years ago as lord of the rings oh god when you told me when lord of the rings came out i felt old uh i was in grade eight when the movie the first movie came out and uh to to put that in perspective to all the people out there uh grade eight for me was well, the year 2000, wasn't it? The year 2000. Two th- or was it 2002? Uh-oh. He's got it was a while ago. He's got aesthetic. It was like 20 goddamn years ago. I don't remember. I have aesthetic. Mm-hmm. He's suffering from a bout of, of aesthetic right now. Can't remember which year. But I remember. Living your best I, aesthetic life. Way back in the day, and for the most part still now, I, I am not an avid reader by any means, by any metric. I am not an avid reader. I try to go out of my way to not read things most of the time. <laughs> so I can get you to sign any contract if I just tell you a rough summary of what I think it means. I mean, that's that's yes. anybody. No one reads. We're talking about actual literary content versus EULAs and TOSs, okay? <laughs> that's not fair. So in grade eight, we read The Hobbit in class. And I was like, really? oh, this is pretty damn good. I really enjoyed this. And the, the, the teacher was like, oh, by the way, kids. There's a Lord of the Rings movie coming out in, like, a month, and the trailers look really damn good. Huh. If you liked this book, you're probably going to like that movie. 
And so I went and watched it, and it was amazing. It was really good. Like, the Fellowship of the Ring is probably... Well, the Lord of the Rings trilogy in total is probably one of the best movie trilogies out there. Like, I, I think I can very, very confidently say that. But my one, my one biggest criticism, as much as I enjoyed the movie, I came out of the theater pissed off because it was a non-ending. And I mean, it's the first movie of a trilogy. Of course, it's going to have a non-ending. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, it was more of a non-ending than even like a, a, a New Hope or something, where at least it had that story wrapped up. No, no. In, in, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> one guy from the Fellowship dies right at the end, and everyone is splitting up, and they're just like, well, I guess we gotta go this way now. And it's like, but n- literally nothing is resolved. Yep. If anything is resolved at all, it's only Boromir's character arc. And not really, because it gets it gets compounded on it gets explored realistically later on in the films through Denethor and Faramir so literally nothing was resolved and I was pissed off and I was like okay I guess I have to go read the books now Angelo you have to pick up a goddamn book oh no and so I picked up a goddamn book yeah and I skipped right to the two towers <laughs> I didn't read the first one. Oh, who you would do up such a, a thing actually no Hold on, uh, hold that's on. That's a lie. I'm going to interrupt real quick. I'm just confirming something. Uh, Minecraft does go on sale, but they're not big sales at all. They're Let like, me know the next like, time what, it goes on sale. And I might Why would it? I don't Minecraft know when things. it goes on sale. I feel like you're a lot more connected nope. to news items than Wrong. me. Incorrect. Prove it. I am aesthetic. <laughs> I can't. I don't know when it could So happen. aesthetic, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as it went, like, I did read it, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't really understand that much of it. My reading comprehension was exceptionally poor. Hmm. And then the, the, the other two movies came out, and they expo- expanded upon it, and I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of, like, get these things uh, in order a little bit better. A little bit better. And so The Lord of the Rings kind of opened me up to reading a little bit more. A little bit, but uh, fondly remembered. Another interesting thing, which I I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't understand the ramifications of this until years later. I learned that once I enjoy a piece of media in one form, it's really hard for me to enjoy it in any other form. So you're not a good adaptationalist. No. So, like, I did actually enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies because, quite frankly, how could you not? Mm -hmm. But... When I was watching them, I was like, oh, that's not how that's supposed to happen. Grima doesn't stab Saruman in the back off of the top of the tower and then they both fall into the thing and die. No, no. They escape together and they go take over the Shire and enslave all the hobbits. Uh, how did we get That here? doesn't happen in the movies. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we started talking about Lord of the Rings and I talk about Lord uh, of the Rings. This is what I do. Uh, that, that's but, not true. <laughs> You, you also have to imagine that he's stroking his beard thusly. It really came to a head once Jojo had actually come out. Oh. And so part one and two I really enjoyed. Part three, it was a little bit of a slog, but I got through it. And I was like, well, I don't want to wait for more. I want to read ahead. And so I read part four and part five and half of part six. And what happened once I got through half of part six, 
is that the part four anime started airing. So you were right back in there. And I hated oh. it. It's not that it was done poorly. It was a very faithful adaptation and it did very well. But it was so slow. It was so slow, I could not enjoy it. Like that, quite frankly, part three, four, five of JoJo the anime, horribly paced. Really bad. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But the worst part was because I'd already read the manga, I couldn't enjoy the anime because I had no, I always knew what was going on next. I was falling asleep watching it. Yikes. And so with part six, I was reading it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shelve this for now. I'm going to stop. I really do like the anime. David Pro does great with animating it. It's, it's really good. The voice actors are great. I want to enjoy this. So I've been watching JoJo part six. Mm-hmm. It slaps. Absolutely great. I love it. Hell yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so apparently you can't enjoy this the original source material and then the same stuff redone in a different adaptation. Actually, no, you I can't mean, even say that because it's like sometimes you do enjoy the manga and then other times you enjoy the, huh, that is a really interesting progression that you've had with JoJo's? Whatever hits me first is what I like. I, I'm sort of with you on this. I'm sort yeah, of with you. I'm no. probably very much the same way. I'm I'm like 95% with you, except I think I prefer the derivative material first and then the original. Really? Uh... Because then you have more to work with. So like, it's sort of reversed expectations. Where if you know that you're getting the derivative material first, such as the movie or whatever it may be, then you already sort of know what to expect. And it's like lightly fleshed out or like not as fleshed out, but you know it's fairly canonical. But then if you can go back to the original source material, uh, such as the book, novelization, whatever, then you have more to work with and and you know it's canonical and you can sort of reverse engineer the experience whereas if you go in it into you know the normal i think progression which is you know the source material very well but then you get the uh, derivation then you're sort of like it didn't meet my expectations because i already had set high expectations from the canonical material so like a good example for that would be like most people know that there is a Jurassic Park movie, obviously, but I read, I watched that, and then I read Jurassic Park, which is the original Jurassic Park, uh, w- written by Michael Crichton, is like essentially the novel covers a bit of the Lost World as a concept, and uh, the original Jurassic Park movie. Ah, I heard that the novel was quite a bit different from what ultimately became the movie. There is a lot more happening. There's a lot more happening. There's this whole, the reason why I said like there's a Lost World sort of concept in it, because I, I actually don't remember if there was a, no, there is a Lost World novelization, but I've never read that one. But there's this whole concept about like dinosaurs escaping the island and why they engineer the dinosaurs the way they do. And there's this whole thing. I actually need to reread it. It was pretty fun when I read it as a kid. Um, but yeah, I nice. think it's, I, th- I don't think you can do that with every piece of media, obviously, but, um, I know what it's like to be let down by, 
the big screen adaptation or the Netflix adaptation from the original source that you love so much. But I think almost doing it backwards might really solve that because you do get more going backwards than you do going forwards, if that makes sense. I don't, okay, so I mean, unfortunately, the progression of time doesn't really allow for that. So if you came across something and you didn't know it was going to be adapted, well, I mean, you experienced it and you loved it. And then like several years later, they make a live action Avatar TV show and maybe you'll like it and maybe you won't like it. But that's also, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that that's just, that's just based on how you consume media as a whole, like not to get so fucking theoretical about it, but the idea for me is because I am well known to not consume the mass media thing at the moment it's been released. So I have a lot of time, whether it's the books or the movies, to sort of figure out how I want to navigate the fandom I'm about to enter into. I think the, the, the greatest example of that would be all the people who are, who are currently uh, Fate Stay Night fans or Fate Grand Order fans or Fate Whatever You Have fans uh-huh. who, started, who started with the 2007 uh, Dean anime. This is an anime that the creator of the Fate Stay Night franchise himself, uh, who Nasu, does not recognize as existing. Okay. This is a piece of media so so universally considered bad. Reviled. That the Fate fan base looks back to it and it says, ah, ha, 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 new fans, don't watch that, please. Don't, don't is that look sort of it. like uh, how they did with, like, Helsing wasn't that bad, but when they made the Helsing OVA and everyone was like, oh, hell yes, or like full Metal Alchemist versus FMA Brotherhood. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Uh, the major difference that I would say is that because of the source material, mm-hmm. actually for Helsing, it's a pretty good comparison. For FMA, I don't think it is. In the case of FMA, they ran out of source material. The, the manga wasn't done yet while they were making the anime. So they had to go in a completely different direction, which wouldn't ultimately be as good as what the manga and later FMA Brotherhood would be. In the case of Helsing, it was kind of the same situation where the manga wasn't done yet, so they couldn't do that. Hmm. Uh, but there's also all the like the, 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 that the happens Nazi a lot. imagery that they just didn't want to animate. They didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. In the case of Fate Stay Night, uh, because it wasn't a manga, because it was a visual novel, they tried to conglomerate all that into one story and try to make it make sense it was very hard to adapt in the first place and on top of that it was done by an animation studio who's notorious for subpar animation quality Mm -hmm. so because of that it had bad writing incomprehensible story uh not great animation but if you loved the characters if you did like if you were like the kind of fate fan like i was who were like there's a gem underneath here Somewhere. You could then go out and explore the different fate media that would have existed. And later on, like the Ufotable anime, the Unlimited Blade Works anime, the, uh, the Ufotable Unlimited Blade Works, not the Dean Unlimited Blade Works movie, big difference. Uh, and the Fate Zero anime, there's some of the best anime made, just straight up. And the way they accomplished that with the story format that Fate had to avoid the pitfalls that Dean did... They just faithfully adapted the unlimited Blade Works route of the, of the, 
uh, visual novel in a way that it kind of assumes that the re- that the viewer knows certain things, but it tries to present it in a way where it's not as important if you don't know the things. You can go back later on and you can like maybe read the visual novel or read supplementary material and fill in the gaps and enjoy it more maybe on a rewatch. But you don't need that information to enjoy it the first time. Instead of making something 100% comprehensible but bad and failing to do that, instead they were like, okay, there's ga- there's things you're not going to understand. You have to be okay with that, and it's going to look great because of it. And, th- and yeah, that's that's the way that like a lot of fans of the original of Fate Stay Night... They entered on arguably the absolute worst part of the franchise. And now the franchise is absolutely huge. It's it's one of the largest anime and manga and gotcha game franchises out there. It is interesting how a single property can branch out and morph like that. I don't understand how they did it. Mm-hmm. Brilliant marketing? I- I've been watching this stuff since 2007. I haven't played the visual novel because, again, I don't read. <laughs> I, I I shouldn't laugh about that. I should be more ashamed about that. But I don't read, so I don't play the visual novel. But I did enjoy just about every single other bit of media around it. Oh, my God. Including Fate Go, which is basically a visual novel with gotcha elements. Speaking of adaptations from different things, I've been watching The Witcher season two, and oh, as was that far out as already? I can tell, when did it come I, out? Is, uh, Saturday, oh. Friday, mm. Friday, Friday last week. So I have been watching it. Contact lenses still bother me, but really good acting. Holy cow! Well, they said they were gonna work on fleshing out characters a lot more and giving them more than just like. Like, giving Geralt more than just, like, grunts and, like, single-syllable answers to things. Which is, like, he did fine the first time around anyways, but, like, it's nice that they're... I Like, from some of the interviews I saw, that they're trying to actually flesh out the characters, give them more depth. Uh, how many episodes Definitely. were you? Well, okay, so Geralt's character isn't exactly the most talkative, and they make very clear mention of that throughout the show so far everyone makes him the butt of the joke when it's just like silence where he just totally ignores you and doesn't respond to pointed questions Hmm. um it's probably a lot more difficult to act a a character that is like that monosyllabic sometimes but i mean half of Geralt's lines are grunts snorts scoffs and I'm quoting you know, I'm quoting the captioning, the closed captioning. So, you know. Um, that's more characterization than your main characters in most Valve games get. Oof. That sounds like some fire going on there. I mean, let's be real. What kind of character is Gorgon Freeman? Gorgon? Did you just say Gorgon? Gor- Gorgon. I Gorgon, said, I said Freeman. Gorgon. Gorgon Freeman. Gorgon Freeman. Gorgon Freeman. <laughs> 
Gorgon Freeman. We're not talking about Hades yet. We're talking about the Witcher. We're not still. talking about those flying Medusa heads yet. Not yet. Oh, that's a shame. Do we want to though? Sure. Because Hades winning a Hugo Award is pretty damn awesome. The Hugo Awards. And it has the good writing, which it is a thing the that we were talking writing. about. Oh my so, God! It's a callback. So. The Hugo Awards, for those who don't know, are literary awards. Usually these go out to like Not to be confused authors with literally or... awards. <laughs> I didn't know that because I don't read. Because I, because, yes, because apparently not a whole lot of reading happenings in Angelo's time. But the Hugo Awards, it's pretty awesome. Um, literary awards that get awarded to a thing that's not technically a novel is pretty cool and apparently they made this category up this year yes so so that's that's the big thing the the hugo awards they've added a category specifically for video games uh apparently video games are getting the recognition that i think they've they've deserved for for decades now mm. that their writing can be legitimately good mm-hmm. and so this year hades the the, the darling indie game a roguelite game about a, a, a the son of Hades and Persephone, I believe, Spoiler. trying to escape Hades uh, to go chill with his aunts and uncles on Olympus. In Bel Air? Apparently it has amazing writing. You know, it's going to be on my list of things to play while I'm working over the holidays, so here's hoping that just because I'm on call doesn't mean I actually get a call. Just uh, don't work and just play only. Just don't stream it, just in case it gets interrupted. Just in case. Just in there, case. Not going to lie, in my first year of working, there were like two times I tried streaming while being at work. Ooh. And it was just a complete disaster, and I just did not try again. Mm-hmm. Disaster how? Well, I just mean like you get a call in the middle of, the, of a stream, and then you just have to leave the stream for like half an hour or something and you're like hey is anyone still there are my are 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 two of my three viewers left yet i don't know but uh it's a good game it was a bad idea i understood i recognized it as a bad idea to begin Mm. with uh and i was like hmm can i get away with this and just it was a bad idea no no go play hades it's a good game people know that it's a good game i haven't played it but I've watched a lot of it. It seems fun, but after a point where, like, because it's very, surprisingly, for winning a Hugo Award, it's very story-driven because I've watched so much of it. I already know most of what happens, so that's slightly been taken away from me. But that's why I watch streams in the first place because I watch games that I don't play yet or, like, I'm not sure if I want to get yet. The only bad times about streams is because, again they get spoiled for me to a point where I'm like, I don't need to play this because I still have other games I need to play. That's an interesting duality. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, okay, so I I have a, a short list of games that have been gifted to me by friends. So I try not to spoil those for myself because I want to play those and give them very honest reactions and feedback because you know when someone gives you a game they want to know if you enjoyed it at least these friends anyway so i want to be able to give them that hopefully an unspoiled reaction rather than you know Mm -hmm. i think for the most part i'm perfectly happy 
watching streamers if they're going to play a game that I won't, that I don't have on that list or that I'm not invested in or as curious about. That said, if I really want to support my friends who are streaming and they are playing a game that I don't want to spoil, I'll just leave them in the background and they'll at least get the view. Yeah, it's definitely a tough balance. I mm -hmm. I would say like the times that I watch a game that I'm interested in because I'm thinking about getting it and it's like I'm not necessarily trusting their playthrough as like a review of anything, but it's more successful in quote unquote like as a marketing tactic towards me is when it's more of an open-ended game open world type games like i got into grand theft auto 5 because i watched uh streamers play it because i was just and, and i knew that it couldn't really be ruined for me because it was just something i could go jump into play any way i wanted and create my own experience mm -hmm. so there's a balance yeah i understand that and uh, from my perspective, I try not to watch, or rather, it's not really try. I tend not to watch story game mm -hmm. streams uh, for the sole reason that, like, if you're not there from the first stream, you might have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and some games just aren't interesting enough for me to want to put in the work to piece it together. Uh and you also don't so want to be that guy like, that's asking for updates in the in the chat. You're just like, hey, what I miss? What's hey, going on? Hey, everybody, I'm out of the loop. What happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I have been that guy before where I did try to, like, one of my favorite streamers was playing a story-driven game. Mm -hmm. And I was there for the first stream, and I missed the second stream, and I got there for the third stream. I didn't understand anything about what was going on. And so I was like, hey, guys, can uh, someone give me the Cliff's notes of what happened? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they did – but, like, I was like, well, that sounded kind of cool. Wish I was there. Mm -hmm. But then I'm not really invested in the game anymore. And it's just like, well, I file off. And I was like, so if someone's playing a story-based stream, oftentimes I'll just avoid it because I know there's other content that I would appreciate and enjoy more. Yeah. That yep. sounds like it's about right. Mm-hmm. By the same token, I try to avoid, for the most part, story-based games for streaming. Uh, with the one exception of I played Eastward lately. And it is just because I don't want to subject my viewers to the exact same thing. The first, the first stream of a game like that can sometimes do really well. But then every subsequent stream afterwards, you might see less people show up. Because they're like, oh, well... I need to be caught up to the story. I don't understand what's going on. Mm. So Yeah. Mm. Conversely, Whereas I don't mind explaining to people what they've missed. Like if I find a really good spot to pause in a game, I'll I don't mind catching people up with what's going on. Mm. It might get a lot harder to do if that like if that's happening a lot. Like if if people are popping in like every 5 minutes and they're like, "Hey, what's up? What did I miss?" And I'll be like, uh, uh, pause. Uh, okay, what did I tell the other person? Uh, and then I have to, I have to do that really awkward dance of what, what have you seen and what happened between then and now? Mm -hmm. Having that said, I do appreciate good story when I do get it, get it in the game. Mm -hmm. 
even if it's not super complicated, even if it's a little bit cliche, like, not gonna lie, uh, I loved Eastward, and I cried at the end, Aww. because it was a, a sweet ending. It was, it was just nice. Like Jay, I don't play games or watch a lot of stuff usually when it, like, first comes out, usually, mm -hmm. especially games, though. So I feel like that gives me a lot of time to pick up a game that hasn't been spoiled for me, but mm -hmm. people are watching me play it because they liked it and they just wanted to see me play it. As a, as a non-streamer, though, uh, but as a frequent audience member of many streams, I think my I have a pet peeve about it where uh, any given streamer, whether it's you guys or, uh, like, you know, they're playing a story game that has that is not new and then you have a bunch of audience members who just don't get why you shouldn't be uh backseat Spoiling? gaming or backseat gaming oh my yeah, god they're like oh th well then there's this choice that you can do and it'll lead to like a lot of channels will tend to have like disclaimers about like if they streamer wants help they will ask but yeah. stop oh, yeah. giving your opinion about which path is best or why you should go with this character and the romance thing or like all that stuff. As an mm -hmm. audience member, I also hate it because I'm just like the one of the few times I'm watching. If I'm watching a story game, I will often have either played it or have watched enough of it on other streams to know you know what, what I'm looking at, and I'm just really there for the streamer themselves. But oh man, like. I get it. You, you, there's a there's a relationship, the, the streamer audience relationship, and some people really feel like, oh, you know, we're friends, so I can just sort of. But it's like, you don't get it. I don't think you really. I, do. I really like it when something happens and someone has some trivia about it that's like backwards looking. Like if something, like take Detroit Become Human, for instance, when you were playing that when something happens down the line and then someone like you know finally pipes up and they're like that happened because of that choice you made like last stream when you did this and it's it's really awesome to to know that afterwards like knowing i remember hold back lens. hold back i remember watching a detroit become human stream and i still don't have any idea what happened because i honestly i've i missed 90 percent of the streams <laughs> All I remember is that the streamer got to the end of the game and they were at the the the, the Detroit Canada border. Yes. And I was looking at it and I was like, wait, this isn't what the Detroit Windsor border looks like at all. What the <laughs> hell are you guys trying to I've been there so many times and I and I've just been like What do you this, mean? This You're is like in the future. Like, this is when the robots yeah. are there. They had they they could have put up some wallpaper between. Weren't now you and angry then. when Don't they worry, Angelo? Weren't, weren't you angry when they left Detroit without even picking up a pizza along the way? That there wasn't even a bridge. Yeah, they didn't use the bridge. They, they, they didn't use the tunnel. What the hell? Come on, guys. Use the proper border. Well, that's... I'm not going to say anything about the story, but that, that kind of proves your point that you missed a whole lot of the story. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say oh, yeah. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like I, I really enjoy it when, when viewers have really cool things to tell me about but you know they didn't spoil it on the way like they they tell me after it's happened and then they explain to me what I did that really screwed things royally and that's why I ended up down that path or something 
Like, I, I like trivia. I really do. It's just really hard to play while someone is barraging you with trivia. Especially since you have no idea what they're talking about. They're, they're going to say something like, oh, so-and-so will die if you do this. And I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm going to do it anyway, but okay. It's it's hard. It's and like, if, if you're finding that you have a lot of backseating happening and you just need to like privately message someone and be like, hey, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I'd really oh, like I, it if I, you stopped I think you're just nice. I think you're just nice about it. I think there's a lot of, like, I've seen a lot of channels where just, like, uh, there's constant, like, bot messaging and, like, mods just being, like, shut up. I get it. We like, yep. Just, just mods nope. going and deleting nope. messages. It's just eons yeah. ago. Uh -huh. It's it's an it's a I annoying have... audience uh, experience, too, I think. I, I actively had to stop myself, like, backseating in a game. I'd be, like, clutching my knees, being like, oh, my God, streamer. If you do this this way, you're going to make things so hard on yourself. It's going to be bad. Oh, my. And now, now I've, like, learned, I've now that I've learned to live with it, it's like, oh, wow. They really fucked up there. Let's grab some popcorn and see. Yeah, that's why we make, that's bullshit. why clips oh, yeah. exists. Sometimes... Totally different mental framing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's helpful. Like clips, clips exist 90% or sorry, 10% for poggers, 90% for screw ups. Absolute, oh, yeah, you know, just bad gameplay. And you're like, mm, mm, I love it. Uh, Anyways, stuff. we are coming to an end, not only to the podcast episode, but to the year. This is a gentle reminder that this we are also be taking our holiday uh, for a couple weeks here. Well, week and a half. We have no time to record next yes. week. Yes. Because we'll be working. Probably not the week after no. either. Busy times. It's working more. But we'll see you all in 2022. Please stay safe. Be healthy. Be happy. Get some food in you. Watch your favorite and shows. And I swear I won't rant for 20 minutes about Fate Stay Night. Mm, debatable. I doubt that. <laughs> heavy. If this was a Telltale game, I would be giving you the heavy doubt. I mean, there is the new heavy. story. Heavy doubt. Doubt heavily. <laughs> all right. Press X to doubt. Thank you for all your support and listenerships. Uh, again, stay healthy. Buy your Odafest ticket because it's still cheap right before uh, the new year. And then uh, we'll see you Bye. next year. Bye. Bye. Have a happy Bye -bye. holiday. Bye.